0: Joe Biden says white supremacy is the biggest terror threat in America. DHS Secretary Mayorkas thinks all is fine at the southern border. Plus, the Transformers cartoon goes woke. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden, because the comments he made during his commencement address at Howard University should convince everyone in America about Biden's true desire to divide this country. At every opportunity, Biden stokes racial division, and it's something that just burns me up. The only way we will survive as a nation is to see each other as Americans, and work out our differences through debate and discussions. And always remember that as Americans, we share a common history, a common culture and common enemies. Biden and those on the left are focused on destroying all of that. They sow distrust and anger by pitting one race against another. Perfect example of this disgusting focus from the left was Joe Biden's commencement address at Howard University, which by the way, is an HBCU or Historically Black Colleges and universities. Biden could have been inspiring and uplifting. Instead, he said this.
1: To stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU.
0: I say wherever I go. I just can't stand this. First of all, it goes without saying that whenever Biden opens his mouth, something ridiculous is going to pour out. Biden made his outrageous claim and then said he's not just saying that because he's at a black HBCU. Hello? What other kind are there? Are there Chinese HBCUs? Hispanic ones? How about the dreaded Russian HBCU? I'm so glad he clarified that it was a black HBCU because I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to figure that one out myself. And then to his core claim that the biggest terror threat we face is white supremacy. It's so, so offensive. What about Antifa? What about radical jihadists, suicide bombers, people who fly airplanes into buildings? Just scan the internet and you can quickly find a video of some trans activist threatening violence on someone. Antifa and BLM rioters destroyed buildings, burned cop cars, assaulted police officers. But hey, according to Joe Biden, it's white supremacy. And of course, since he said it, his team has to back him up. Here's DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas when asked whether he agreed
1: with Biden's comments. In the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right now. Individuals are driven to violence because of ideologies of hate, uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal grievances and like. And regrettably, we have seen a rise in white supremacy.
0: It's just outrageous. The government has been weaponized as we figured and as we are learning in fact through congressional hearings. And yet, if you call out these actions, you are labeled an anti-government extremist and probably put on some watch list. These statements by Biden and Mayorkas cannot stand. We have to continue to call them out when the left tries to divide this country. We must be that voice that pushes for a better America, not one filled with chaos, disorder, violence, and division. Those are the tools of the left, and we are the only ones who can stop it. Alright, next let's talk about how the Democrats are spinning the border crisis. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. As I reported last week, Border Patrol agents are engaging in illegal border crossing apprehensions at a rate not seen ever. Agents face multiple days of over 10,000 apprehensions per day. And that's not a streak we want to have or that is sustainable for this country. But as all of this is going on, as El Paso and other border cities are resembling shanty towns, Secretary Mayorkas is going on national television and telling the American people that the Biden administration is doing a great job and everything is fine. Here's Mayorkas on CNN's State of the Union. Do you have numbers? I mean, how many have been released without a mandated
1: court date? So we released a a number because of the surge that we experienced before Title 42 came came to an end. Now with the 50 percent drop In the number of encounters at our southern border, we are executing our consequence regime exactly as planned.
0: As you can see, Mayorkas didn't give a number. And what that clip is referring to is a policy where the so-called asylum seekers are released into the US without even assigning them a court date. An NBC news story from February cited a number of 600,000 migrants who have been released into the country since Biden was sworn into office. The plan was to accelerate this practice, with the massive amount of people at the border now. But a federal judge temporarily blocked that move. And to show you just how messed up this whole program is, right now, migrants in Brownsville, who entered the US last week, are being given court dates up to 2032 and 2035, according to those interviewed by the New York Post. Others aren't that long, but still measured in years. Years of being in this country illegally overwhelming our schools and other taxpayer resources. Here's more from Mayorkas on actions being taken by governors to help with the border
1: crisis. It is sad and it is tragic when government officials, people in positions of authority to do the right thing for our country, actually use human beings as pawns to score political points.
0: Just unreal. Marcus has the nerve to talk about using human beings as pawns to score political points. That's what this entire flood of migrants is all about. It's all about politics. These are not legitimate asylum seekers. They should not be allowed to be in this country until after their cases have been heard. Not before. And just to show you what this clown show is, how bad it is, Marcus was asked by ABC News about Kamala Harris. Remember, she's the border czar and has been for over two years.
1: Mayorkas was asked, what is it that she's doing and if he ever talks to her? Uh, Vice President Biden, uh, Vice President Harris reached out to me uh, earlier this week. Uh, That uh, effort is a years long effort. And Vice President Harris has led the investment of more than $3 billion in the Northern Triangle countries of Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. So I mean, it's years
0: long ago, but it's already been going on. I mean, she, she was a, more than two years ago, she got this responsibility. A-
1: absolutely, right? you know that effort began in the Obama Biden administration. That's
0: Orcas and the Biden team. It's one giant collection of leftists who want to destroy America's border and the country with it. All right, next let's talk about the Transformers franchise. As you probably know, billions have been made on toys, games, movies, and more based on characters that transform from robots to other machinery such as cars, trucks, and airplanes. It's pretty cool stuff, but of course, it's today's left-wing controlled media. It doesn't take long to infect entertainment with wokeism. Now, the Transformers cartoon is focusing its transgender agenda on kids. Rather than just letting kids be kids, people in America are now seeing this overt, radical, and intense push to sexualize kids, confuse them, and then control them. From hyper-sexualized, inappropriate books in schools to kid-friendly drag shows, and now to cartoons. The push to scramble children's minds is everywhere. Here's a clip of the Transformers cartoon that was brought to light by Libs of TikTok. My pronouns are they, them.
1: Thanks. I'm Sam. I'm she, they, but you already know that. (laughs)
0: she, they? Come on. Rather than fighting bad guys and giving kids a sense of adventure, this effort is once again pushing a sexual agenda and concepts on children. And you wonder why children are even more confused today than the normal childhood issues of just growing up. Here's more.
1: I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people. Non-binary? People who aren't female or male. Oh, I'm sorry, I
0: shouldn't have assumed. I always knew my pronouns felt right, but- People who aren't female or male. This is what makes for a children's cartoon these days. And then you have the Transformer, a robot, agreeing with her. And why not? He said his pronouns are they-them, so apparently he's non-binary too. I mentioned that this clip was posted on Twitter by Libs of TikTok, and the comments have been outstanding. One actually came from Elon Musk, who tweeted, Computers are literally binary, lol. I love it. Of course he's right, but that doesn't stop the left from pushing this agenda. We see it more and more and more. And that's one reason that school board elections have caught people's attention. There's much more interest in the activities of school boards because we see what the left is trying to do to our kids. Critical race theory, DEI, SEL, gender ideology, it's all part of the same effort to indoctrinate kids, and the entertainment industry is more than happy to help. All right, next on the subject of crime in America, I'd like to start with the city of my birth, Chicago. Now, I've been in Texas since I was 11, and I love it, but you ever hear me talking about crime? If you ever do, I tend to focus on Chicago. Maybe that's because it was and has the potential to be a great place. But just like Detroit, Baltimore, Oakland, Portland, San Francisco and other cities that are run by Democrats, Chicago is turning into a disaster area. Crime is out of control and the people keep electing Democrats. Lori Lightfoot was a terrible mayor. In the same breath that the voters rejected her, they elected someone more radical. To see how bad things are in Chicago under Democrat leadership, all you have to do is look at the Journal of the American Medical Association. The publication recently highlighted a study showing the staggering exposure that Chicago residents have to crime and violence.
1: Alarming new study reveals more than half, half of Chicagoans will witness a shooting before their 40th birthday. The Journal of the American Medical Association says, while they expected the levels of gun exposure to be high, the actual results are shocking.
0: Can you believe this? Half of all residents will witness a shooting by the age of 40. Now, those on the left will say, Oh, we better round up the guns. But that completely misses the point. You can witness a gun, look at it, hold it, without witnessing a shooting. The shootings are the acts of individuals who have no respect for human life, and that is the problem. We must address the culture and policy issues that lead to the degeneration of society and the promotion of violence. Here's more. They
1: found that in Chicago, the average age for witnessing a shooting is just 14 years old. Women are only slightly less likely than men to witness shootings. However, men are far more likely to get shot. When you live in a
0: city whose average age of witnessing a shooting is 14 years old, there's a problem. Fix the schools and fix the family. Everything starts there. But raise your hand if you think Chicago, San Francisco, or any of these cities will turn things around. How many will say, you know, we've elected Democrats for decades. Maybe we should give Republicans a chance. It's not going to happen. Not anytime soon, at least. But unless we change society, unless we see that there is more to leadership than just showing up for votes on taxes and spending, we are in big trouble. We must save society, and only then can we survive and thrive as a nation. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's One Sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The One Sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show, because of travel to Washington, D.C., will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.